Hi there, and welcome to episode 27 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm the sad... I'm the sad Weasley man who's just realised actually that Alex has tinkered with the intro. Thanks for that, Al. I'm James Brown, co-founder of ADHD Adult UK. And as usual, I'm joined by a man who one day will go far, hopefully very, very far and never return. Dr. Alex Connor. Alex, hi. Servus, humilibus, domini spectabilis, James. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's Latin, isn't it? Your most humble servant, my noble oh, uh, lord. Isn't it? It, it? Isn't it in that sentence? Obviously, you know, assuming that everybody who listens to this podcast knows Latin. <sighs> I think I know, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, James. You're thinking that people yeah. these days, they only say servus because it's a grammatical <laughs> el- ellipsis of the original. <laughs> servus. Fucking hell, it's been, what, I don't know, 10 days since we've recorded the podcast. I've forgotten how much I hate you already. But this is a beautiful reminder of that. Um, uh, and and I, I don't care, obviously, but how are you, Alex? I'm very well, thank you, James, yeah. I'm in sunny Bavaria right now, which is why I said servus, which is a local greeting here. Um, amazing, we've had, uh, we've hit 30, <laughs> 35,000 downloads of this bullshit, which I adore. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and, and so from so many parts of the world, um, I wanted to share with you uh, a letter we've been sent from um, Robert from Kidderminster. Can I before before we do? Yeah. Can I ask? Do you have an exit plan for this bit? Because he's ninety-one, as you know, and at oh. some point, yeah, I do not. Anyway, I've been sent a letter, Robert from Kidderminster. It says, "Dear Alex, long-time listener, first-time letter writer," and the letter says. It says James didn't have COVID, he had a cold and wanted to be part of the cool kids. A bit harsh, but thank you, uh, Robert. Thanks, Robert Dad. I have a real email. I'm not, I won't name them because we didn't ask permission, which we always forget to do, we should. And it says, hi, I was diagnosed with ADHD two weeks ago. Wow, welcome to the tribe. And started looking for more information. I found your podcast and just wanted to say that even after the first four episodes, it's made a massive difference to my understanding and the way I feel about myself and my symptoms. So thank you. It feels like there's not a massive amount of UK-based information out there. So you guys have really made a difference. We, I, I, we get loads of these episodes, and we read them all, and we love them. Yeah, thank we, you. We do. Can I just point out that Robert from Kidderminster said I, ha- I had COVID. I've still got it, and Alex has forced me to do this podcast, even <laughs> though I feel really, really poorly, which gives you an indication of the, the institutional bullying that goes on within the charity that we run. Um that I'm having to turn up on a day where I'm very ill. See, somebody in the background agrees. So apologies. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, as usual, this complete omni-shambles of a podcast is delivered as a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. In the last episode, we talked about the hyperkinetic elements of ADHD, such as tics. And this week, we're talking about something that so many of us go through. And lots of people have got in touch to ask about, and that's a difficult adjustment to being diagnosed with ADHD because it's a massive challenge to our identity. I want to quickly do a quick and massively embarrassing shout out to, uh, uh, you're going to love this, my G, Kareem, who was always lit and looking pretty snatched. I don't know how young people speak. Al. Your G. Have they made you yeah. say that? No, they haven't, actually. Um, and to everybody else who's messaged us recently, as you may know, I uh, took a holiday, which we'll talk about later, and then got COVID on that holiday. 
So we've been shitter than usual on, on social media. Twitter's obviously been exactly as shit as it usually is because Alex runs that part of that empire and, and nothing else, of course. I jest. He makes the tea when we infrequently meet. I'd also just like to say a quick uh, to our Irish listeners. Alex, don't just leave that, please. <laughs> Can I do it? No, you can't. Just leave that. Okay. Um, because they're our fourth biggest geographical listenership. Is that a word, by the way? No. Okay. Um, and to be fair, I'm amazed that anyone outside of our families listens. So it kind of blows my mind to think that people overseas who really don't have to put up with Alex by choice, unless our podcast is rightly being used as an unsanctioned form of torture somewhere. If you do listen from a far-flung place, get in touch, telling us why the fuck you listen, because you could be doing anything else other than wasting 30 minutes listening to us, and we'll read out where you're from. So, three parts of the Omni Shambles of a podcast are evidence-based psychoeducation, our personal reflections on the theme, so this will be talking about how we adapted to an ADHD diagnosis, and then some top tips on the area, which will largely be good if they're delivered by uh, Alex and not good if they're delivered by me. So, as usual, now part one, it's time for Alex, the psychoeducation pig fucker, to talk about that post-diagnosis <laughs> challenge of identity. So, go for it, balloonhead. You can't call me pig fucker. That's too far. <laughs> I didn't even go to Eton. <laughs> so we didn't get elected to Parliament. Can you get on with it, please? Right. What we're discussing today is is identity. It's more suited to James than me because it isn't very scientific. So <laughs> while there isn't a lot, of, <laughs> while there isn't a lot of science on the subject of identity post diagnosis, there are a few peer reviewed academic studies that look at identity crisis or feelings that can follow either realizing you may have ADHD or that you have been or are being diagnosed with it. Both positive and negative experiences have been reported in the literature and actually they have by everyone I've ever spoken to about ADHD, James, probably you too. It's goods and bad things about it. One small study suggested that there were more positive than negatives, but it was only 21 people, still, still a study, still valid. So in this one, people were describing the feeling of receiving a diagnosis in lots of different ways, such as the explained previously inexplicable life history. But it was also sort of questioned both as a phenomenon, phenomenon and in relation to the individual itself. So people reported that it provided self-knowledge, increased value to themselves. On the other hand, people, some people said it caused devaluation self-devaluation and concern about their own identity. What does identity mean? With some it helped to achieve a better life. Some reported that it, the diagnosis itself restricted possibilities and caused disappointment over the lack of professional help out there. I think we can all, I can certainly relate to all of those. One recurring theme was the diagnosis leading to a wish for an earlier diagnosis that could have spared suffering and a change of view of, from the participants' relatives and... That is common, so common. We're going to cover mourning for what could have been in a future episode. So in this small study, all but one of the interviewees expressed really important positive consequences of diagnosis of ADHD. And about half acknowledged negative aspects of being diagnosed. But what I think is really telling is none regretted going through the neuropsychiatric evaluation. A lot of that makes sense to me. And I'll... I don't know, talk shite about it in part two. But are there any other, this is a small study, are there any other studies in this area? 
I don't believe for a second you'll be talking shite, James. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> to answer your very basic and stupid questions, there are no stupid questions <laughs> apart from yours. Yeah, yeah, there are. And? So a study in adolescents diagnosed with ADHD showed that they needed support for their new identity. It's let's face it. If you've been if you've been diagnosed and then you're expecting support, we don't get much support post diagnosis, James, do we? We 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 don't, Alex. No. There was another study that was in children, adult ADHD UK, where there was a study in children which may have included James as he has a reading age of eight. Showed that there was a lack of clear understanding of ADHD from everyone, and also the importance of its diagnosis. I mean, we've we've dealt with this many times before that diagnosed adults with ADHD, all the, a lot of those negative factors in in terms of quality of life and length of life and all those do come down to relatively normal. So the importance of diagnosis isn't clear, and yet it's huge. For some, the application of an ADHD diagnosis may affect both self-identity and self-worth positively because it fills a blank spot in understanding of you know self self understanding this wasn't the same for everybody but there was in general that was what happened another study and this really gets to the number of things reported that in most uh, people diagnosed in adulthood living with undiagnosed adhd led to and ready yourself for this phrase james okay. an accumulated psychosocial burden due to a chronic sense of failure and missed potential in many areas of life I bet you loved it reading again. that, didn't you? I, I did really like it, but it, but it is important to think about because I, I think it's hard for me, obviously, and you too. Accumulated psychosocial burden, so chronic sense of failure and mispotential. Those are, those are huge. I mean, a lot of today is about that, right? So some patients reported loss of self-identity, and that is the issue for some. You build up a self-image for years, in your case, like what, six decades, James? And that self-identity might be negative, often is negative with ADHD undiagnosed, but it's still your identity. And suddenly that self-image is challenged. In James's case, he thought for years he was intelligent, successful, good looking, and suddenly he had to realize he was quite how wrong he'd been. But that wasn't a diagnosis to be fair. James just bought a mirror. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> you can't argue with facts, James. I know, but I can argue with you, and I, I take delight at that. I think everyone will agree that's enough of the psychoeducation monkey for one week. Um, but you have brought up some really interesting stuff and some stuff that resonates with me and will resonate with the listeners that actually listen to the bits that you do in the podcast. We'll take a short break, and there'll be more me, hopefully, in part two. Um. So just in the break, Alex asked me what the podcast is called um, <laughs> because he was going to bring us back into part two. It's episode 27. Episode 27, Alex, of a podcast we renamed 15 episodes ago. The ADHD. And it's on the screen in front of you it's as well. Yeah. I know I'm, this is diagnosis, but I am a fucking idiot sometimes. Right, welcome back to episode 27 of the ADHD Adults. We are talking about adapting to a diagnosis or identity. Um, in the first part of this, we discussed psychoeducation from a monkey perspective. James, personal reflections on identity. Yours was relatively more recently than mine, your diagnosis. So, so kick us off. It was, yeah. So I got diagnosed now, what was it? I don't know, 14 months ago. 
And separate to that, but it is leading towards the same point. I recently started counselling, and you know, Alex, I've been massively resistant to counselling for mm. f- for years. Um, so shout out to the amazing Jenna, who's made me cry more times than you, Al. So you've got to up your game. Mm-hmm. And I've realised a, a lot about my self identity, my self loathing, the, the utter utter hatred of the way I look and speak and act. But I tell you what, I fucking embraced my ADHD diagnosis like a, the big warm hug that I'd needed for many years. 60 years. Yeah, 60 years, obviously, Al. Um, and I'll have you know, actually, 60 years. I'll have you know my recent birthday. When I told a friend I was 46, um, they nodded in it and accepted it. And if anything, <laughs> they were slightly surprised that I wasn't older. You're 47. <laughs> oh, fuck, I've made the same mistake you did. <laughs> um, okay, so... What diagnosis did for me was so powerful, and I didn't. I completely understand. I see ADHD as a disorder. I'd give it up tomorrow if I could. I don't see positives of it, etc. But if you focus on the the change in identity and the diagnosis, and not the disorder itself, what it allowed me to do, which was most powerful, was to drop baggage. I mean, drop huge, huge baggage. Am I really unreliable? No. I have ADHD. Am I forgetful on an hour by hour basis? Well, I am, but it's because I have ADHD. I have weird issues about being touched. That that one might might just be me. Most importantly, it allowed me and Mrs. ADHD collectively together to drop baggage. And this took us quite a while. Mrs. ADHD and me. Yeah, I can fucking I'm going to walk out during one of these podcasts. <laughs> And leave you to ham-fistedly clusterfuck the rest of it. ADHD grammar with Alex Connor. <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that's the, the new podcast. podcast coming out. Never. Um, what it allowed Mrs. ADHD and me to drop is that right? Yeah, correct. Um, was uh, a lot of the poorly communicated baggage we had about our behaviours. Now, at this point, when I got diagnosed, we hadn't even thought that. Mrs. ADHD could have di- uh, could, could have diagnosis, could have ADHD. She wasn't called Mrs. ADHD back then, Al. No. Um, but particularly as she started to accept, as I forced it down her throat, the fact that she almost certainly had ADHD as well. <laughs> forced it down her throat. Um, what, what it allowed us to do, most importantly, was to look at the things we've been doing for years that really fucked each other off. Like yeah. seriously, to the point of it would cause we don't really argue, but it would cause me to sulk for days and Sam to cry, which is hilarious. She cried last night, Al, and for the first time in a year, I laughed so hard and just was gutted we didn't have a camera to record it. Yeah, I know that makes me sound like a massive, it makes me sound like a monster, but anyone that's seen her cry gets why it's so funny. Anyway, one of the one of the first reels, it may have been the first reel that we did on Instagram, was based on something that used to happen all the time with us. And that is that I'd walk into a room with my phone in my hand and ask Mrs. ADHD a question. And she'd start answering the question, but half halfway through the answer, I look at my phone and then walk out of the room. And she would just think, I'm not intellectually stimulating enough for him. You know, he can't even be asked to listen to my answer. And this of a question happened. you've asked as well. Yes, right? exactly. I've specifically gone in and said, oh. asked her something and then just walked off halfway through, you know, because there's a WhatsApp it's a, message. It's a dick move, isn't it, if you don't know it's what you're a, doing? It, it, a massive dick move. And to be fair, she took it like a fucking champion. 
and it happened almost every day. This was this wasn't once a month, once a week. This yeah. was like a almost daily occurrence. <clears throat> and she, considering that you know she's, I'm punching. Let's be honest. She mm-hmm. she genuinely Thanks. thought that that I thought I was so superior. I couldn't be asked to listen to her to her response. And similarly, also phone based. You know, Mrs. ADH. She would sit on her phone for hours. You know, during an evening. And I'd think, so your phone's more important than me. Who are you talking to? What are you doing? You can't, you don't want to watch this film that I've put on. And that caused me a lot of resentment. Now, of course, neither of us fucking communicated this to each other. We just had all this internal resentment. And because we both self-loathed, thought, well, of course she's on her phone. Why would she want to speak to me? Or, of course, she doesn't listen to my answer. I'm dead thick, but she isn't. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, when we realized that we had ADHD... We, we, we could drop all that, all that previous kind of um, resentment for ourselves and each other. And more importantly, how we react to these things in the future changed almost overnight. And that was huge. It probably stopped us getting divorced. I'll be honest, because there were, there were times when we both actually might have just been me and I might have just got myself in trouble. Um, there were times when we questioned. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> when we questioned, you know, the relationship and how healthy we were, you know, communicating and, and, and so on. And now it's given us an understanding that means that we can accept each other's behaviours because we understand that we don't um, control them. So it's to think that we, you know, we could have got divorced. That's a really powerful thing. I mean, the fact that literally yeah. no one else on the planet would have me obviously was the other reason that we didn't get divorced. But for me, the, the being able to accept that diagnosis and understand my identity was massively positive. What about you, Fatah? When you're doing these things, when you're doing these things, James, these things of like interrupting or checking your phone, all humans justify their behaviour because you can't always be the baddie, right? Yeah. No one thinks they're the baddie, not even, yeah. you know, Putin. It, 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 no one thinks, oh, I think I'll be the baddie today. So if we have to justify what, what is essentially a, a bad behaviour, we we almost gaslight people, don't we? And the diagnosis yeah. has allowed me to not gaslight. I say, yeah. I, I'm having a, 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 a disorder-based reaction here. I'm doing something or feeling something that isn't actually appropriate, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that. Was it similar with you when you learned? Well, no, so, no, I mean, you may get onto this when you waffle on for your personal um, <laughs> yeah. reflections bit, but I didn't know, I genuinely didn't know I was doing it. I did not know. No, I know, no, but were you gaslighting? Were you saying it's normal to do this, or no, but, did you think but it was normal? Do you mean? Do you mean when I when I later realised that I did it? Because at the time that I was doing it, I didn't know I was doing it. I, I right, okay, just didn't even think years, about it for years. No, I didn't even know. Oh, I didn't okay. think about it because I didn't know gotcha. I did it. I had no idea. And that, that is, that is it, isn't it? Walk out. Exactly. One of the reasons why a lot of ADHD relationships don't last is because yeah, either we gaslight or we don't know because exactly. we're not that self-aware. Exactly. Say, same, 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 James. After you know everything you've said, it, it, it's I hate to say it, but it, it you, know, you know that's you it's, know that's why I make sure I go first for these sections is just to make sure I can destroy <laughs> anything you're going to say afterwards. It's fair. I, I like it. Um, okay, I was when when we when we think about these, we actually think about this before we, we record. Would you believe? But I, I wrote down words: relief, shame, guilt, resentment, bitterness, belonging to a tribe, and. Um, Weird stuff getting a diagnosis. This can is I, a disorder just, for me, just, same as you. Just, just quickly, what else would you have written down? What if I... You said I wrote down words. Just words, yeah. Then it's all, <laughs> like individual words, like bullet points rather than a, you know, a sentence. Okay. This, um, 
this is a disorder. It's given me this podcast, which has been so wonderful for me, for my mental health, getting to develop a, genu- a genuinely meaningful friendship with Robert from Kidderminster. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my actual diagnosis came quite a few years ago. And it didn't hit me. I didn't have a crisis because I didn't tell anyone for years. Not really. Um, I told you, but almost no one didn't declare it, didn't tell family. I was embarrassed and ashamed of the diagnosis. I don't think I even accepted it myself. I think I am, I am, I am a responsible for driving the stigma of ADHD as, as well as everyone else's. I questioned its validity in general as a concept. And I certainly felt that even if it was valid, ADHD as a concept, I haven't got it, even with diagnosis. I felt I was using it as an excuse for just being a shit human. More recently, though, oh, I have to say this out loud. Because of of the help you've given me, James, I'm now very, very good at talking to people about my ADHD. And, And I've worked with so many other people more recently diagnosed. I've started to value the diagnosis as arguably one of the single most important factors for my positive way of life. Um, I value it very highly indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've got a negative and a positive on Google Docs, as you well know, James. Yes. And it says here, the main negative <laughs> for me is that I am a massive bellend who can't complete simple task and who is probably a virgin. <laughs> uh, you haven't, you've, written, you've changed what I wrote and you haven't left what I wrote and I can't remember what it was. I wrote. <laughs> you can't argue with so, it though, Al, can you? Other than the fact you've got loads of kids. Loads of kids. Negative's a tricky one because, and I think we're going to deal with missed opportunities because you could argue the only negative is that I wasn't diagnosed sooner. The negative being external environmental, maybe the fact that the stigma around it led me to question the validity of ADHD and its diagnosis. The positive for me of the diagnosis, the main one, there's probably a hundred, but the main one, apart from being part of this tribe, and I love them, is that I can now predict what environment isn't going to work for me today. You know, you've got to do this. And and I know that that isn't going to be my fault. I can plan it and say, I'm not going to be able to do that. And if that is forced upon me, this there's going to be an inappropriate emotional reaction. Uh, and it isn't my fault. James, it was like when you you hugged me all those times and you kept rocking me and saying, it's not your fault, it's not your fault. Remember, and I, I was Matt Damon, I was good at maths, and you were, you were that mock for more. I forgot what I was saying. It's the only reason that you know that cultural reference point because it involves A, maths, and B, because it's set in a university, Alex. I thought I thought it was a beautiful mind when I started watching it. It was a bit disappointing. <laughs> All right. Th- thanks for sharing that and for giving me credit, which is mm. hard for you. I know that's really difficult. Oh, God. It's like the inner, inner strength that I didn't think you had. Mm. Um, but I think there's a lot in there that's important because I... I really just focused on the positive and I didn't have negatives but people will have both and I think it's 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 going to be helpful for people to understand um that there are a range of different reactions to this change this massive change in identity that we have we've just got time um for the uh, another edition of the game that no one really knows the score of anymore to be honest do that I think the score is probably unimportant and that is what's James lost mislaid or forgotten this um, week so 9 15 I think it is <laughs> nine out of 15. I think so. We we shall see. So as you know, I recently went to Ibiza and as with my last four holidays, my ADHD completely fucked it up. And we we hired a we hired a villa, Al, 
and I left that mm. villa I think for three hours during the entire seven days and at one point stayed in my room for two and a half days so it was <sighs> it was a great it was a great holiday but you still managed to get COVID the only man in, man, yes, in, in the, the three, world in the, to give COVID the, to himself in the three <laughs> hours that I went out and watched a football game I caught COVID it appears anyway um so obviously holidays are a great opportunity for you to forget things. So as usual, the rules are that there are three things I'm going to present as things that I may have forgotten or lost or mislaid. Mm. And Alex has to guess one which is correct. So option one, did I pack Sam's, Mrs. ADHD's HRT in my case, and then watch her search for it for days without having HRT, which is a difficult situation. Option two. Hilarious about uh, yeah, <laughs> you've seen her cry. Have you seen her crying? No, I would laugh. Mate, everybody laughs, Alex. Everybody laughs. <laughs> Jesus. Um, option two. Did I wear a pair, a new pair of high tops that I bought um, myself for my birthday, um, and go on a two and a half hour hike? Um, but for, forgetting to put on the plasters that I bought because I thought new high tops, they, they're going to rub my feet. I'll take plasters, but didn't put them on and ended up with blisters all over my feet. And option three, did I forget both my currency, which I got beforehand, and my bank card and therefore didn't contribute financially to any aspect of the holiday? One, two, or three. Ooh, these are, this is good. These are good ones. Right then, continuing my strategy of... <laughs> of uh, unfair insults. I think that Sam would have checked your bags for HRT because if worse gets out, she could have she could have used your HRT. <laughs> Good one. I think that it isn't plasters because you've never walked anywhere <laughs> in your life. So I'm saying currency and bank card, that's what you forgot. Okay, and you're wrong. Oh. The correct answer is the high tops. Um, that the only time I did leave the villa was to 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 go for a walk with my mate Frankie, and I knew I was going for a walk with his dog, so I thought I'll put my new high tops on, and forgot to put on any of the plasters, which I knew would prevent the now probably seventeen blisters I've got on my feet from a two and a half hour hike, which was followed by <laughs> watching a football match. Yes, Alex. What are high tops? You know, you know, like um, the canvas trainers that go up a little bit to your ankle. Yeah. You don't know what high tops are. Is that high tops? Yeah, yeah. You, I'm sure they're you. Just, they're just, a, they're just a big pump, are they? So it's so hard working with you. Why are we friends? Why are we friends? What? <sighs> Let's not open that, Jesus. Not. So. Um, at the it end of that, most when the devil drives. At the end of that round, which again you've lost, and we're not sure the score. Alex thinks it's nine out of sixteen. Now. 16. Yeah, we'll go with that because it's still, um, I'd say, below average. Um, and we will be back after the break for some top tips, most of which will probably be terrible. See you in a bit. Bye. Welcome back to part three of episode 27 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. Nearly forgot that again. We're talking about everything identity, adapting to the existence of a diagnosis of ADHD. Part three, as always, is top tips of how we do it. James, hit me. Okay, so obviously my tips are, are bad, so don't do this. You know, do something like this, or, you know, you actually did do this. It's up to you, really. Prepare for your diagnosis, emotionally speaking. 
So your identity, whether you like it or not, is probably going to change because either if you like Alex or me, um, you know, think you're a bit of a shit person, unreliable, flaky, you've got all these things that you do that you don't like, you're either going to be able to, to at some point accept that you don't choose to do these things and therefore you're not a shit person, you're a person with ADHD. Um, equally, you know, you, you may be able to see that positive and finally understand yourself. But all of these things will challenge you emotionally, really challenge you emotionally. So your identity is going to change either positively or negatively. And you're going to need to take time to em embrace your ADHD. And we, I know we don't say a lot of positive things about ADHD because we do see it as a disorder, particularly in those who are untreated or unmanaged. But that thing that we go on about all the time about um, emotional acceptance it's really important. So remember, it's not, it's not an excuse having ADHD, but it is a reason for why you do the things you do. You're not a shit person. Alex is obviously you have ADHD. You are not your behaviors. Oh, that's what's shaking. It's a pen. <laughs> Man. Um, <laughs> you're not your behaviors. And, and whilst um, apart from, uh, Alex, the A in ADHD doesn't stand for asshole. You don't choose many of your behaviors. So start learning to accept that your ADHD means in a world that's not designed for us, you might not fit in. And the reason you don't fit in isn't your fucking fault. So you know what? Fuck that world. Make your own. Not not literally, because that would be quite difficult. Alex, <laughs> any tips? That's quite emotional, James. I liked it very much, and I agree with it. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I agree with Jim. <laughs> I think my top tip is that my ADHD and yours are not the same. Yours, not just you, James, but yours, ev literally everyone. Yeah, yeah. We, we laugh, James, and I sometimes on, on the, a lot of high-profile ADHD people on the internet talk about ADHD. This is ADHD, that's ADHD. But what they're actually talking about is their own, and they're yeah. so different. And that means that your feelings are going to be different, your life experience, your history, your personality and how that manifests your ADHD, it'll all be different. And those feelings then, those feelings of, of like the skewed identity that you've now got, okay, well, who the hell am I now? Those feelings are natural, really, really, really natural. It's a bit like suddenly you've been asked to walk around and live in one of those halls of mirrors at the fair with wobbly mirrors all the time. Uh, through a different lens looking at yourself every time you look at yourself you think well oh no that's I, I wasn't who I thought I was suddenly there are reasons as you said James and reasons not excuses for decades of behaviors anyone would need time to deal with that and I don't think we ever I don't think 100 years is enough to fully deal with that but that's okay as well it's it's it gets better I promise it gets better if you communicate it with the people that matter and think about okay what does this mean? I think dwelling can be a negative. Oh, well, I should be doing this. I should be there. That It isn't helpful. You know, give me the grace to accept what I can't change and change what I can't accept and all that. But at the same time, thinking about it and, and letting that little boy who couldn't sit still in school, me, obviously, letting him off, saying, saying he, he was all right. You know, he was, he was doing the best he could with undiagnosed ADHD. Is my top tip to accept it. And yes, it's a disorder. Saying a little boy, little boy or girl, Alex. Oh no, I was talking about me. Yeah, still, I mean, exactly. I mean, little, little boy or girl. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that very much. Yes.
And and um, so, yeah, I think that's. I think that's. <laughs> that's it, you got me there. <laughs> I managed to stop you there. Okay, thanks for sharing that. As always, I wasn't listening, but I'm sure it was good. So um, we're nearly towards the end. We've got a product recommendation, um, which can sometimes help you with accepting your ADHD, but obviously doesn't work. And that's get a tattoo to remind. That isn't you. our product recommendation of the it week. Is. It is. We're not yeah. recommending people get a fucking tattoo. Get a tattoo yeah. that remi- it reminds you that you have ADHD. I have get a I, get I, a cheap wrist done. That's what he means. We've done that before. I have a tattoo and I forget where it is or what it says. <laughs> so it's, it's a terrible product recommendation. But no, as Alex says, yes. get, we we talk about using a totem to get a wristband. I've got a, or a bracelet, a piece of jewelry, anything you have with you at all times, so that when you when you do an ADHD behaviour that might cause you distress, you can touch it and almost step out of time and, and have a mantra. Mine is it's not me, it's my ADHD, or whatever. But it helps you start to spot behaviours and not give yourself shit for them. Totaming, it's not a sex act apparently. I've looked, um, but it is something that we uh, advocate. I've, I've done totaming. I'm sure you have, Alex. We just all sat on top of each other. <laughs> And talked about medieval politics, probably. Yeah. Well, you would have ejaculated anyway. So, on that Jesus. note, um, on that note, um, that was episode twenty-seven of the ADHD Adults Podcast, adapting to an ADHD diagnosis. As usual, if you want to get in touch to complain about Alex, um, to comment on his appearance, or to say how bad all the work that Alex does for this podcast is, then get in touch on the socials at ADHD Adult UK. We'll see you next time. Bye all.